play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello and welcome back into Commissioner's Corner. It's Kamish Khan here, joined this week as I am every week by the big ticket, Kyle George, KG. How you Bow doing? wow. Bow wow, baby. <laughs> and over to my right, it's Agent Double Eleven. That can only mean one name. It's Tyler Bagenstoss. How you doing, Ty? Doing great, buddy. All righty. And as a special treat this week, he's made his way up to Oregon from the glitz and glam of Hollywood. It's Jack McDonald. Let's just call you Sunken Chest. <laughs> That's your nickname, the Sunken Chest. Um, <laughs> the Sunken Chest, Jack McDonald. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Doing great. Good to be here. We love having you. And as as we had to, we showed our guests some courtesy where you allowed Jack to do the power rankings this week, and so I think that's where we need to start, fellas. All smoke towards Jack. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. All the smoke should be, Jack did these power rankings. <laughs> Jack, Jack, Jack did these power rankings. So if you want to get mad, you know who to go at. Um, I think, should we just start off by yeah. unveiling number 10? We'll cover last week's matchups as we go through the power rankings, and then second half of the show, we'll quickly pick what we think is going to transpire in week five. Yes. Alrighty, Jack, do the honors of unveiling number 10. Without further ado, coming in in last place after a disgusting trade this week with Paul Sheffield is your Derek Singer. Um, let, let's cut straight to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really excited to join the podcast today to discuss this, this point. Um, Derek made a trade with Paul. His RB1, Derek's RB1, Austin Eckler, was listed out for four to six weeks. And Derek is currently at one and three. So he had a decision on his hands. The right move is to make a win-now move so that he can try and scratch and claw his way to the playoffs. So trade Eckler to a three-and-one or even two-and-two team, get some win-now players, trade him to a team that has the opportunity to try and, you know, go one-and-two, two-and-two, Three and two over the next four to six, and will likely see themselves in the playoffs. <sighs> Derek, <laughs> I offered him Odell Beckham, a, a highly touted right wide receiver one, um, and I was going to offer more in a counter. And Derek, instead of choosing to take the wide receiver and flip him for a better running back, took two absolutely awful <laughs> RB2s that he's probably not going to start for the next four or five weeks well mckinnon's on his bench right now mckinnon's on his bench right now and most starts gonna be back this upcoming week so he's not gonna get any playing time and melvin gordon great put up 24 points against the jets the worst team in football and And phil lindsey's coming back and lindsey's coming back so i in my opinion um it was very frustrating to try and work with Derek, and i saw firsthand why he continues to be at the bottom of this league. He oh, needs see. Wow. There's always one subtle savage comment that comes in. I'll, I'll, I'll put this to rest, but he needs to do a better job of taking in talent and, and working with that talent to try and get an RB versus saying, oh, you know what? My wide receivers look good. I don't want Odell because my wide receivers look good. I mean, it's, it's short-sighted. 
And it's it's childish in my opinion. I kind of sincerely disappointed, right? I'm now. very I'm very disappointed because it altered the course of the season because now Paul is in the driver's seat looking at three RB ones in his lineup. He now has Austin Eckler coming to his flex position going to the playoffs. So Derek not only fucked me, but he fucked the rest of the league. <laughs> Paul's in the driver's seat after that trade. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to shed some two cents on this trade. Um, I do think like it's obvious that Derek should have got more in return. Like we're talking Austin Eckler is, you know, a second round pick. Like you have to think of it like, yes, he's missing time, but you, you have to, you know, retain the value that you're giving up and understand that Austin Eckler is probably you know a top 10 you know is a top 10 running back when fully healthy so you need to be getting something in return that is as valuable as a top 10 running back i don't necessarily agree um that you know him straight up for obj was a better trade i I wouldn't consider obj a wide receiver one i'd consider him a a a solid wide receiver two with wide receiver one potential but there are a lot of those kind of guys so i don't think obj is the only one that fits that mold um, and at the end of the day, it's like, I think when you're, when you're in Derek's position and you're trying to, you know, scratch and claws, Jack said back into the playoffs, it's not necessarily about positions. And I think Derek maybe focused a little bit too much on just trying to snag running backs. You just need talent. You need someone that's going to, that you can play every single week, regardless of whether that's in your wide receiver one or two or flex position. And I do think like OBJ and Mostert, which Jack just mentioned he would do, would be a better trade in that sense, because looking at Derek's receivers, you know, you're not going to, you don't want, you know, Deontay Johnson as your flex. Like, I understand he is decent, but like OBJ is a much better play there. And just because you already have two good receivers, you can still play OBJ and you have a great flex going forward. That's a consistent point score. Or like a, a smart owner would do, take OBJ and flip him for a better running back than backup Melvin Gordon and backup McKinnon, who's not going to sniff the lineup. Have some long-term thoughts develop in your fucking brain <laughs> before, before you make these stupid decisions. Now, there is always the chance that Melvin Gordon has a breakout year and just holds his RB2 position yeah, down There's strong. a chance, but OBJ has already broken out. I know. We saw it firsthand what I know. he can do last week. He I'm can just, win you a matchup. I'm like just saying maybe give, maybe give him a little time to see what his guys can do. Now, I still will criticize him. I texted him. I said I thought it was more of a wash, but now after looking at it a little more. Um, the, the McKinnon and Antonio Gibson swap is like a nothing to me. So it's like just you got the same type of player. So you pretty much traded Eckler for Melvin Gordon, and that just looks bad. With Lindsey coming back. With Lindsey with yeah. coming back. And Antonio Gibson has been a breakout running back yeah, for the good. Washington football team where that's the type of guy who could still put you give you big points if he's a main focal point on a bad team. So maybe it was a little short-sighted thinking, but if it is, it's something you learn from and move on. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm no better at Derek at making trades, so I don't want <clears throat> him to feel bad about that because it could still work out. Hopefully Melvin plays, st- plays good, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, we're, how Paul's, Paul's going to be sitting nice up there. Yeah, absolutely. And, we'll to, to and, and to all your points, I think talk, in talking to Derek, he was looking for running back specifically, and Melvin Gordon's not a bad start. I just think we all agree the McKinnon part of it is, is kind of a killer because I'm with Jack and just saying I don't think McKinnon's going to play that much outside of maybe a week or so. Yeah. Right. And then you is Tevin Coleman guessing. coming back at all? Eventually, he will too. Eventually, but, but later I mean, in once Mosert's there, I mean he'll yeah. be back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Either way, yeah. It's smart though of Derek to have what I want to give credit for though because is that he he saw that he had to move Eckler. He's a one in three team, yeah. and he did see he needed to move Eckler, and he had talks with a lot of the league. Whether you agree with this move or not, 
I think it shows prowess For that sure. he knew he couldn't sit on a superstar that was injured being in this yep. hole. So you got to give him credit for the foresight to be like, at least he was like, I need to move this guy. Whether you like the deal, that can be debated. But props to Derek for yep. knowing he had to move it. Props to Paul for knowing he can afford to take a superstar mm -hmm. that can sit in a three and one position. And Sorry. also him not trading you, it comes kind of with like, him knowing that you've won a lot and gonna, not wanting to trade with you. Oh, I was so that's say, also you, a product of winning a lot. We which, need to move on. We yeah, need to we move do. on. Yeah. But I wanted to say that too. We'll get it to it when we talk about Jack. Yeah, for, sure. for sure. For Who's sure. number nine? Kyle, go ahead and rip off number nine. Uh, number nine is John. Um, I'll, I'll start with John because I played him last week. Um, coming off a big victory. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to call it a big victory. It was, I guess, what it was you would huge. consider an upset. It was an upset. upset. It was an it was a, yeah, huge, it was a big upset. Humbled my team a little bit. And... You know, I, I think I underestimated John's team the last time I talked about about it a little bit. I think Singletary and Ronald Jones are better than we think. Um, it's in particular Ronald Jones. I think he's a really good player. Um, and obviously the Kittle-Kelsey combo worked to perfection last week. Um, the tight end combo that we've kind of critiqued, I would say, through the first you know, oh, four we weeks. Oh, we shit on it. We basically we shit, shit on, on it. it, and it worked out really well for him. So that just shows like what a truly healthy Kittle can do. He's you know obviously a beast, and he's basically a wide receiver one. So... Um, good win for him. I, I think nine, you know, there's a couple other one and three teams that are above him. I think he maybe could be a little higher in this ranking, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously that means we're underestimating him and he'll be looking to prove us wrong. Yeah. I think he could be a little higher too. Um, I think he's got a lot of talent. I like the Herbert pickup, mm -hmm. but Aaron Rodgers has been an absolute beast this year. So it's one of those Aaron Rodgers years that you're stoked to have him. Not that you're not each year, but he's, yeah. he's on another level this year, but no, I, I like John's team. I think he could have a chance to rattle off a few few straight dubs. Yeah, when I look at John's team, we have Singletary and Jones at running back, and obviously the highly discussed Kittle and Kelsey. Um, it provides a lot of consistency. I don't think there's a lot of explosion or star power in his lineup, but I would predict John to be right around 90 to 105. And so I think he's banking on his opponent to have bad weeks more than him outright beating them with high scores. All right. That's a yeah, good way to look at it. I got nothing to add. You guys, you guys killed that. Uh, let's move on to number good, eight. Good pickup by Justin Herbert, by the way. What a gunslinger! <laughs> Actually, it has looked good. Uh, number eight, we have Connor. I'll uh, just take my own team. Yep. It's pretty easy. I'm. I think I deserve maybe even to be lower based on how I've per my output so far. But I'm a completely different team when Michael Thomas is back in the lineup. Yep. That I haven't even got a chance really to do my strategy. So I'm excited, but one and three feels like a big hole. I need to win this week. If I go to one and four, I'm in panic mode. I'm panicking. And I'm risking it again by not trading one of those receivers now. I've had like a couple talks, but nothing super that has evolved super far. And I've basically decided I want to try it at full strength. If Michael Thomas can produce even a little bit towards like what he did last year, I think I'm going to be, I think I can still make a good comeback, especially being in the Beyonce division that's not the highly touted division right now we are the lower end so our leaders at two and two i'm only one game out yeah i mean, I mean gone seam is like obviously the receivers are so good and if like exactly what david montgomery did for you already this week if your running backs can just snag you a touchdown it and changes have, everything a good note sorry to cut you off no, i have good. kelly now who's replacing Eckler, not saying that's good, but I'm hoping just six to eight points a week in that right. RB2 and then three superstar receivers is my game plan. Exactly. Mm -hmm. If they get that six to eight just off yardage and then boom, touchdown, now it's all of a sudden a 14 right. point week, which is exactly what Montgomery did, then like obviously your team is dangerous at that point. Mm -hmm. 
Um, let's move the, along yeah. a little quick on that one. Unless, do no, you I'm guys good. have I, any? I, I just wanted to add Dak Prescott has been a huge win for yeah. you this year. And you're, like you said, different team with Michael Thomas in the lineup. Tyree Kill, Mike Evans. You can be anybody with I, that lineup. I, I really think good. so. That's why you're yeah. not on the bottom two of the league, even at one and three. Like, you can still be anybody. I'm just the most frustrating realization i had this week is that i did this draft strategy tried to do kind of i mean i've seen you do it in the past and it works at times if you pick the right guys and it just hasn't because of the injury so i picked the wrong guys i this is the first week it's going to actually be an action outside of week one yeah okay number seven number seven is david walzer sitting at two and two I think he fell in the rankings. I was going to say, he, this is a bit yeah. of a, I don't want to, like a topple, but he's he's fallen. Well, Chubb got hurt last week, so that's do you, do you Do you see Kareem Hunt as an easier replacement? Because he's also been pretty good this Absolutely, year. Absolutely, but I mean, Julio Jones and Chubb are inconsistent this year. They're great players, but we, he just made that trade. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's he right. Just he just got trade, Julio. But I mean, right, yeah. it, unless he has a healthy lineup, he's not going to be in the top half of the league at 2-2. Two and two. We have three three and one teams, and he's going to be in the bottom half of the two and twos until he gets healthy. That's how I look at it. Yeah, the it was a tough trade. I, I don't love Julio, especially with obviously the breakout of Calvin Ridley this year. I love Chubb though. Um, I think David is going to sit right around the middle of the pack of this league for the rest of the season. I think he has a solid enough team to not be running a beer mile, but. <laughs> I don't see him really giving anyone a bunch of trouble at the top of the league. Dalvin Cook and Cream Hunt can, I mean, yeah, and then they we can each put up yep. twenty points consistently a game, or mm. that Chubb, the the Cleveland running back spot for that's sure. A, that's twenty points a game right there. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I I'm going to say I kind of strongly disagree with both of you guys. I think David's still got a really good team. Um, I think if you know Cooper Cup is another one of those receivers that I would consider a super good flex option, a kind of risky wide or two option. Um, so being able to move him down to the flex and Julio to pair with Adam Thielen, um, I, I still think like a healthy Julio is still incredibly skilled and incredibly talented. He just hasn't been healthy, so that's why he hasn't produced. So I think it's a little, a little odd that people are willing to you know jump off the Julio train so quickly. I mean, he's like notoriously known as a top three wide receiver in this league, if not the best, maybe not anymore, but used to be for sure so i feel like you know he's still going to produce one healthy i'm more on kyle's side on david's team i i see a lot of talent and i think both of his losses he's put up decent performances 116 and a half this week and kyle he lost your 186 week so regardless of what he put up but i think he crossed 100 that week yeah too. he had a good game. he had a good week i see david bouncing back and while i agree ty he might be towards the middle i see him definitely in the playoff hunt though i don't see him in obscurity you know word um, alrighty. Let's Interesting note with David's team, and he finds himself at two and two. He's starting two Rams and two Minnesota Vikings. So we've seen that a lot in the past. Yeah, you either that's do really scary. well or that's you scary. do yeah. really bad. That's true. And that's why I think it's interesting he's at two and two because mm -hmm. it's kind of playing out that way. Mm -hmm. Ty, I think you get a your number six, I yep. believe. At one and three. At one and you gotta three. love that ranking. I got very lucky with it. Um I I maybe not agree, but <laughs> I, I I put myself as we were talking about Connor's team with the wide receiver heavy, I feel like I'm running back heavy with Derek um, Henry and Aaron Jones. I'm pretty much relying on them to carry me um, each and every week. And so far, the my Diggs and Will Fuller plays have been working out each week. They've been snagging me, yeah, maybe some bullshit touchdowns, but they're touchdowns none, nonetheless. Um, so I'm relying on those guys to have that 10-point range and then hopefully luck out with a a TD and hopefully Juju. I missed out on him last week because of the COVID situation, but 
hopefully my wide receivers can pull me um, or keep me afloat because I really like what I have with my running backs. I think my quarterback is weak. I just picked up a kicker this week who I think is solid. Hopefully he'll help me out because Jack was just mentioning how important the defenses and um, kickers are, and they truly are in this league. But, yeah, I think I have a solid chance to rattle off a few straight dubs. For sure. Uh, yeah, Ty, I think I think that was a pretty good analysis about your own team. I think I've underrated your receivers this whole season. I mean, I kind of I mean, saw horrible Diggs. to look at. I saw Diggs in Buffalo, and, like, for some reason, that just I, it had a bad taste in my mouth. But, I mean, he's put up over 10 points in every week. So, I mean, he's obviously producing currently the number seven receiver. Um, so, I, th- I think Tyler's team is going to be, you know, similar to what we said about David's team, where you're going to be competing all year and probably be middle of the pack but still have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. Not a bad spot to be. Yeah. So, rock star running backs, um, again, can win you any game. Both receivers have unique connections with their quarterback, mm-hmm. Juju with Ben. I like and the Bills. Diggs with Allen. Mm-hmm. That's working out really well for you. But again, grossly undervalued your quarterback, defense, and kicker. And I. You don't like my kicker? <laughs> I just think, I mean, I see he has, Number two go- rank. he has goggles on in his profile picture. Number two rank. So maybe he oh, has better accuracy. Rodrigo. But I like Jimmy Graham on the bench. If if him and Nick Foles can start connecting together. Yeah, as a touchdown scorer. But, I mean, Jones and Henry at your running back, you're always going to be frisky. Yeah. Aaron Jones is up there. I know you picked him in the first round, I believe, or second. He was my se- I went Henry, then Jones. One of the sneaky better I wanted him before the season, too. I guess maybe I was the only one unsure of him, but I just didn't know if last year was a little touchdown heavy. Nope, he's a superstar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number five, Jack, you start this one. Randy at number five. Um, injury trouble for Randall, obviously. McCaffrey. If he can stay around 500 with McCaffrey on the bench. Davis has been awesome, though. Yeah, exactly. But just look out for Randall to close the season strong if he can scrap by at 2-2. That's why I think long-term, I think 5 is a pretty fair place for Randall. Um, He's lacking some star power. But, again, just scrap by Randall for now. Take it one game at a time. Randall with the dig of the name. Ty stopped fantasizing about Eloise. So good. It's brutal. His names have been on point. All on year. point, they're, they're easily the best name. Wonder how long it takes to think of those. I have witnessed firsthand living with him in college. He will sit in the corner of a room watching football or about it. during breakfast, and he won't say anything for half an hour, and then he'll be like, "Jack, check this, check this out." <laughs> That's the perfect way to do it. You can see the wheels working in his head, and he'll <laughs> he'll be silent for a half hour. He's been really utilizing Noah Fant as his name this year. Or in his name somewhat. Uh-huh. I'm just going to come out and brag and say, I told you so about another receiver this year in Allen Robinson. When he got his quarterback, he's now the number two receiver in fantasy football. Calvin Ridley's the number one receiver in football. Both guys, I said, we're going to have good years. And I said, Terry McLaurin uh-huh. was going to be good. He's number 12. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> That's all. I, I mean, That's all. I can't argue it. He's, he's <laughs> I mean, said all Nick the Foles, things. Yeah. Those are all things Kyle did say. Probably why your team's near the top. Uh, anything else to add on Randy's team? I, I agree. I just want to note that what Jack mentioned is is very true, and I really didn't consider it much. But if he just keeps squeaking by, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's a huge point scorer, and Joe Mixon on the, I mean, my Joe Josh. Mixon has put up thirty nine this, this week against me. That hurt. That hurt bad. Um, let's go ahead and move on to number four. And Jack, you got to take it, obviously. Okay, um, I'm sitting at number four at three and one. I was trying to make a move, obviously, <laughs> a long-term move at 3-1. I think I have a smoke and mirrors 3-1. and one. 
I don't think my team is necessarily as good as my record. However, as predicted, Patrick Mahomes has won me a few matchups, and my defense and kicker have won me a few matchups. So, um, I don't know. Not much to add. Happy to be at three and one, considering some injuries and whatnot. You guys have anything? I I kind of agree with you that it's a bit of smoke and mirrors right now, but. I mean, with James Conner not being utilized much so far with the Steelers, obviously. Having... Well, I got a win with James Conner out for COVID. And whenever that's you, what I mean. Whenever you can yeah. do that, that's so helpful. Yeah, you've just got more firepower coming back on the bench. The thing is, the I hate, obviously, the Rams backfield pairing as your starter. That was smart, though, This in this case, because they are going to split mm-hmm. everything. Um, I Look, see you falling towards maybe like the fighting for the playoffs at the end type of thing. I, I see it too. Um, we'll see how C.D. Lamb continues to develop. I'm going to start starting him more as I sit T.Y. Hilton, who has looked awful this year. Hopefully Mostert comes back strong, and then hopefully Lazard comes back strong because it looks like Devontae will continue to have injury problems. So we'll yeah. see. Patrick Mel- Patty Melton Mahomes is worth the number one pick, though. I'm, I don't regret that for a second. Especially a big- getting Hopkins next because Hopkins is my yeah, I- favorite. He's my new favorite receiver in football he's just so good anyone else on jack no he nailed it all right number three is coop and tyler you start this one coop coop's been at the top of the league um at least in the mix the whole year so far i think he's solid at rb he made he made the todd Gurley trade this week what was that with boys david david, david. oh yeah yeah, yeah that's right yeah. um the justin jefferson pickup against in minneapolis what do you got or minnesota I like that. He's a, he's a deep ball threat. I think he's more of a boomer bust guy. I think we can agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely agree. He's a rookie, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a rookie out of Clemson, right? I drafted him, and then I dropped him quick because he wasn't getting a ton of run the first two weeks, and then uh-huh. he exploded. And they're also playing Seattle this week, and Seattle's secondary is yeah. almost as bad as Atlanta's. Yeah. Almost. Um, but he's also it's missing some firepower <laughs> on the bench with Cam Newton. He's out one more week at least. Should we dissect the Julio Jones for Todd Gurley trade? Yeah, do it. Because that's a big trade. That's it is a big gloss. trade. We don't want to gloss over that. It was. We were Julio gonna. I was gonna hit it more in the week five predictions because okay. we'll get more of the rosters. But you can hit it now if you want. Just hit it real quick. Yeah. Todd has been impressive. We thought he was long gone. To be honest, I didn't even think about drafting him. And what he, he get got picked up sixth round, seventh round. Yeah, it was a later. It was pick late. For sure. late. Uh, yeah. And he's like consistently over 13, 14 points. So look, Coop wants more consistency. Julio wasn't, yeah. Julio wasn't giving that to him, and so I think it's going to work out. Yeah. I like the move by Coop just in general to be like, hey, I've dropped two straight games. I'm just going to go for it. Like you said, the consistency. Like, let's shake it up. He didn't give up a crazy amount. Guys that have been sitting currently for him, or David Johnson is always a toss-up. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a smart move just to, like, yeah, you have to give up Julio, which, Kyle, I agree. I think he's when he plays, he's still one he's of the insane. best receivers in football. And when, they throw the ball like crazy. But after two losses, give me points. Just let's yeah. get yeah. back. Did, let's get it back on track. Do you Play guys for the think short he, term. he uh, gave up too much, though, in the sense like you return Todd Gurley, and I look at Todd Gurley and David Johnson, who was the other piece of that trade, and I definitely think Todd Gurley is better. Like, don't don't get me wrong. But I don't necessarily see... David Johnson as that far behind Todd Gurley. It's not quite a wash, obviously, but it's close, right? And the upside that Julio Jones brings is huge. So it makes you wonder, like, was there too much given up in that trade? And did David really score there? Or do you guys think, like, with Julio's injuries that it it pretty much evens out? Um, From experience, I had Julio last year and Devontae. And 
like it's different fantasy even if i mean when they're injured they're zero points zero value whatsoever so you need the points but are you saying because be those, those two wide receivers are generally they're, hurt they're out half the time and that's also unlucky but they are known to do that yeah i just don't, i mean as a falcons fan i don't remember julio jones missing half his games last year but then I don't know. I don't know. Either. We're not. We don't need to play that game. But whatever. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to number two. And Kyle, you've got to do that one because um, it's yep. yourself. Yep. Uh, got humbled this week. Only put up eighty-one points. Um, took an unfortunate loss to John, which sucked. Um, but you know, I'm not discouraged about my team. I still think my team's solid. Um, we just laid an egg that week, and you know, we're looking to bounce back. I still feel like I have. You know, solid players. I have the number two quarterback, number one running back, and number one receiver. So I can't complain too much going forward, um, assuming they can keep their production up. So we're just looking to keep going. Yeah, flush it. Jack Wilson, there. Wilson, Kamara, Ridley, Hunter Henry coming on strong at tight end position. Um, in a game where it's all about making the playoffs, you're at three and one, and that's. I mean. Can't ask for anything more. Yeah, I do want to call out. I feel like you know James Robinson has just been a huge pickup for me. Um, a guy who yeah, I did not has. pick up thinking I was going to be playing on a weekly basis, but he's been a solid flex for me, especially with Chris Godwin missing. You know, three of the first four weeks, um, he's yeah. been able to hold my team, to hold that flex position down, um, and so, definitely help me win some games. So I, I, I guess. How do you feel about Miles Sanders and Robert Woods as your RB2 and wide receiver too? Mm. I don't. So I actually love Miles Sanders as my RB2 because I think anytime you're a workhorse running back, even if you're on a bad team, um, if that's your RB2, like I've preached on pre- previous podcasts, workload is everything. And he gets a workload. Their offensive line is shit. And that's obviously there's nothing he can do about it. It's similar to the Le'Veon situation where they're both just really, really skilled players with shitty offensive line. But the bottom line is, is that the team is on the five yard line or, or closer. They're going to run the ball. And that's an opportunity for a touchdown every single week. And you have to assume there's going to yeah. be at least two or three of those opportunities a game. And so... I, I like him as my RB2, and Robert Woods is not my favorite wide receiver, too. He's usually my flex option. Um, because, but again, I have Chris Godwin, and he's always yeah. going to be in the starting lineup when healthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forgot Chris was hurt. Robinson's playing really well this year. Anything to add? I Tom? think I'm hoping Godwin plays good for you, too, because Tom Brady needs some more help, or he's <laughs> just mad at his line. I don't know. But no, no, I think you have a solid team. You're going to be top of the league for the whole time. Yeah, the research of the pre-draft shows because a lot of these guys are guys that are emerging this year or just bit solid producers um, when they hadn't in the past or we hadn't heard their name because they're rookies or something like that. So I think that's going to obviously add up in total and you'll be a big threat for the Yarby this season, in my opinion. <laughs> Another big threat, the mouth of the South. Well, I guess now he lives north again. So he's back in Portland. Paul Sheffield. Jack, I want you to lead it off, obviously, because of your rankings, Ty, you're on deck. Look, I'm super jealous of Paul's trade, and I voiced my opinion at the top of the pod. Oh, yeah, you did. But he he was able to do what I try to do every year, is pick off some on some of the inferior managers, or the inferior manager of the wow. league. Wow. More shots thrown. You are just Lots out there. Of shots. I mean... Let's look at his playoff potential. He's going to be starting three RB1s. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Josh Jacobs, and then when Austin Eckler gets back, he's going to be playing flex. That's three RB1s going into the playoffs. Not to mention, he has Tyler Lockett, the most underrated wide receiver in the league. Yes. 
And Josh Allen, who is a big fantasy guy, whether you trust him in a, a real game or not, he's going to put up points in fantasy. So I'm, I'm just jealous. I'm envious of what Paul is able to accomplish when I like to think that's my strategy every single year. And he pulled it off. Not and to mention that Gibson part of the trade, I feel like, is so undervalued, too, because now he has... What, what if one of those guys goes down? It's like, you still have Gibson, who's a great play I almost would have kept Gibson if I was Derek, like what I was... Yeah. But anyway. We talked about it. I mean, Paul yeah. has a... Do we have to keep talking good about Paul, or can we just... Yeah. He's number one. <laughs> he earned it. You guys spent some <laughs> yes, time you on do. It. He's yeah, earned I'm, it. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, you got to give him credit, too, for the DJ Chark Jr. draft pick. No one likes to pick a wide receiver early on a bad team, but he's a stud, and Minshew throws a ball a lot. So he found him last year, too. I know he'll make sure to let us know. But Interesting, though. I think he threw away the game last week against me for popularity. He started Rob Gronkowski at the tight end because yeah, I think weird. it was... He thought it was funny versus being a good manager. Yeah. Um, what was that about? You, you Why, can't be doing that in in this competitive of a fantasy football league. <laughs> well, Giannu Smith. And didn't we had a close play, game. Right? We had a really close game, Paul and I. And starting Gronk. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah, I'm but Giannu Smith didn't that game get delayed? It I'm, did. But he could have picked someone else other than Gronk. He could have picked somebody else up. Like Eric Ebron okay, was on that the is wire. Fair, I mean, but the, the game yeah. before Gronk had five catches for forty-seven yards or something. Like it looked like they might That's be true. reintroducing him into the offense. That's, That's fair. I don't know yeah. if he intentionally threw it. Gronk they, hasn't, they like Gronk hasn't gotten over. Seven I also points feel this like year. he did it a little bit to throw it in Derek's face yeah. right after they were talking yeah. shit. So I think you I guess to that. your point, no, not if you're. <laughs> I mean, it seems weird you'd play a tight end on a team that has three tight ends. Think about that. Like they well, play three tight ends consistently. Well, no one's out. Uh, Josh or Howard is out for the oh, season. Oh, he is. Oh, yeah. sorry. Okay. So it's just my mistake. Him and my mistake. Yeah. My mistake. But it's a conspiracy. <laughs> tight end gate. I mean, Tom <laughs> does love his tight ends. <laughs> I think it was more to say, hey, guys, this is funny. I'm starting Rob instead and no of, one laughed being, at it. A, no one of laughed. being a good managerial move. <laughs> so that might be too harsh. I saw it as a legit look, come move. On. I didn't even see it. As <laughs> I, didn't, a I, I didn't think anything of it until you brought it up. <laughs> but I definitely now, thought of it a little bit. Conspiracy. <laughs> All right, let's quickly pick through uh, week five here. I know Jack's got to go and Kyle's got to go. People got stuff to do. Um, Tyler and I, we're just bumming no, it today. We're chilling. Uh, All sorry, right. computer paused on me here. Me and Randall. Me and first? Randall. Yes, thank you. Me and Randall. After the Thursday night's games, it's tied at 14, and Randall is projected to beat me by eight and a half. Um, oh, are we gonna? Just a sec. Wait, before Jack's got to run out of here, so I'm gonna have him make all his picks at once here in a flurry, and then Jack, you can say one final thing. Uh, David versus me. I'm picking Connor. If yes. Mike, if Michael Thomas is back. Yes. Uh, Randall versus Tyler. Let's pick Randall. He's trending upwards. Derek versus John. John. Yourself versus Kyle. Kyle. I think I'm going to be three and two after this week. Wow. <laughs> You're an honest person. Cooper versus Paul in the final one. Paul. Paul's okay. the best team in the league right now. All right. Anything you want to say on your parting? Parting. I hope to see all of you soon. I love how strong this league is. Love each and every one of you. It's great to see you guys in person, as always. So thanks for having me. Hell yeah. Peace out, Jack. That's great Later, way to bro. end. See you, Jacko. Hit it, uh, hit it straight, dog. Yep. Yeah, hit it straight. See we know you won't. Oh, you're golfing see, again? See you in Thanksgiving, Langdon. bro. Lucky. Langdon. You just got to see. Oh, Langdon? You just got to hear all the live exit as Jack leaves to go play Langdon Farms. Is his tea time at 1? No, I think it's like one twenty. Oh, thank God. I was like, there's no yeah. way. Sorry you're hearing all this live. We're, just, we're not going to cut it. <laughs> I mean, this is all staying Oh, in. Also, 
Are we gonna get to, we, at the end of the pod? Are we gonna talk about the COVID shit we've been talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was gonna okay. get. I'll, I'll okay, have okay, that okay, now okay. that we have yep. a little time. I know Kyle, you got to go too. So let's go ahead and just keep these picks going. So okay. Tyler versus Randall. I'll just go myself. Obviously, I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say, I think Tyler's gonna get another win here and make it make it pretty interesting for himself this season. And I'm more saying that because I need Randall to lose and me to win <laughs> to tie at the top of the division. Yeah. Uh, Kyle. Um. I think I'm going to go with Tyler. I think I think your team is better than what your record reflects, and I think they're going to come through for you when you need it. I am nervous about Randall playing two two guys playing the Jets, one playing the Falcons. Oh, so. that's a good lineup. Oh, that is big. Yeah. All right, uh, Jack versus Kyle. Kyle. Um. Obviously, I'm going to pick myself for a bounce back week. Um. But I don't think it, I think it's going to be a close matchup. I, I mean, I, it was weird that Jack picked me. That's you know, <laughs> doesn't show very much confidence. But um. It was probably you know reverse. I think I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think you know. I think we'll probably both be sitting around like 110, and it'll come down to the wire. I got Kyle. I think I'm going to go uh, Kyle also, but I, I think Jack's going to have like just a legit down week. I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah. I don't know. I think you'll score the average amount, like 115 for your team, but I think Jack's going to have a little bit of a down week, yep. just based on his confidence level. Okay. Um, <laughs> Derek versus John. Um, I am going to... Oh, man, that's tough. I think I'm going to go with John. Um, had a good win last week, obviously, and I think obviously Ronald Jones good start with twelve and a half from the Thursday night game. That goes a long way. I think I think Kittle and Kelsey. You know, Kittle's playing Miami. Kelsey's playing uh, Vegas Raiders. So I think that you know they'll have another good week for him, and he can probably pull out another dub. It's looking like Kittle and Kelsey are going to have a great week. Um, but I'm going to rock D Rock. I'm going to rock D Rock. I want Lamar Jackson to be put up like forty plus against Cincy. And then hopefully the rest of his players can just uh, carry him along. So I'm going to go D-Rock. This one's going to come down to the wire, I think. I think that's a really good matchup uh, head-to-head-wise. And I think it's going to come down to it. And I think Derek's going to get positive trade momentum. And one of those two picks, probably Melvin Gordon's going to help him win this week. That's my prediction. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be just because... That would be funny. That's <laughs> fantasy in football faces. in a nutshell. But <laughs> I think this game's going to be super close. Another game I think is going to be super close, Paul versus Cooper. I think oh, yeah. I'm going to take Cooper to bounce back and have like a huge week. Paul's going to show his strength and match him player for player, but I think Cooper's going to have like one guy go off that makes the difference. That being said, I would not be shocked to see Paul lay the whooping too. Yeah, I'm worried about Coop's receivers this week. He's dealing with some injuries. I'm going to I'm going to roll Paul here. I'm going to okay. roll Paul here. The number 1. I think I'm also going to go Paul. Um I mean, Safe that bet. team is just Safe good. Bet. It's, it's just a good team. Oh, yeah. This Cooper is, a- is projected to win just without any points. Cooper is projected to win. Yeah. This is I, – I can see – I mean, like I said, it's not hard to picture Paul winning that one even in a runaway, but I, I just feel Cooper Also, has, he's – I'm going with the, the gut feeling about Cooper. Eloise what? is still his – Profile <laughs> picture. Hilarious. he is. It's so funny. That's your girlfriend. <laughs> uh, too much going on. <laughs> David versus myself. I'm gonna go myself, obviously, and I'm really happy because I had a pretty good Thursday, which was key for me. I think the two guys that you needed to have decent, yeah, to the solid, risky ones. I know to solid weeks had it, especially the Montgomery touchdown was huge. So good. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go UConn. I'm gonna go you this week. Yeah, I'm going to go Con. I think he's going to win by a pretty good margin, to be honest, especially at that Thursday night start. 34 points, big start for you. Um, so I think you're going to get it done this week, and I think it's going to be uh, a walk to the victory. It's going to be an easy one. Oh, I would love that. I really hope you're right, Kyle. Uh, lastly, nope, that's everyone, right? Yep. I think, that's, I think that's all the matchups. Let me look through one more time. Yes. 
Yes, it is. So with that, we need to talk a little bit about a debate going on in the group text right now, and that is a new rule proposition. Obviously, COVID is still kind of running its way through the NFL, and a lot of teams are dealing with it. May, the main ones you're hearing about right now are the Titans, I think, would be, yeah. and maybe the Patriots a little bit. But we need to decide if you're going to play a player on that team that week, and it seems like the updates are coming so late. A lot of the times your other players may have already played, or you need a or they're going to reschedule to a Tuesday, so you have to wait. And then what if they don't play because of more positive tests? Uh-huh. So on and so forth. Yes. The idea is basically there's a rule where you can then have a player from your bench replace that COVID-labeled yep. rescheduled player. Yes. And so you're still getting points in the lineup instead yep. of getting zeros just from shit you can't even control, Predict especially any, this year yeah. of any year. Um, what do we think? It, it was discussed, you know, then what about... Paul brought up the point, I think, if you're... Announcement comes Friday that a game's been postponed, and the guy you were going to be your backup was played Thursday. That means you can't use them because you wouldn't have declared them to the Lug office already that that's your switch, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a pretty good point. What what do you guys think? I think there was a, then Randall rebuttaled, why don't we just declare one, pl- one player to be your replacement um, pending you know, kind of later announcements or something. And then like obviously that. we get to the position point and then Kyle had the ranking system of bench players. But at a point that's a lot to keep yeah, it's a, I, it, it and totally have is. to rank everybody. I no, think just I, picking one at each position. One enough. at each position. Yeah. What if we did one at each position? Um so r- one running back, one receiver. You're probably only one, tight have end. one tight end on your bench anyway. Yep. So like you can assume that if you have and to if it, you have to make the delegation kind of thing. And then if it's kicker and defense or and defense, what do we think there? I mean, same yeah. thing, right? You should be it's able to put yeah. one on the bench and pick one up that... Yeah, yeah but, but can, you, can you make your declaration of a player that's on the waiver wire? Yeah, see, I don't have a backup kicker. Right, no. See, that's where I think you... No way you can do that. You have to be on your roster. If he's not right, on your roster, you're shit out of luck. At some point, it has to... Like, we can't just make this a perfect world. Like, yes, yeah. there's COVID. We knew that was going to well, be a and risk and going into the season. if it's someone on the waiver wire, that's why we have the IR rule. That's when you yep, text right. that someone's on the IR and you have to switch them. You don't And just... if it's past the time with someone that's... So say I don't have a kicker or defense on my on my bench at all, on my roster. And someone plays on and the waiver. And someone plays on the waiver... Uh, and it's Tuesday. Uh, you, you can't go back you can't and claim switch it totally. After yeah. you've it seen has to result. be on your, and you have to know, like, okay, maybe the Steelers could be dealing with this. I'm going to go ahead and pick up another defense. You have to at least have that awareness. And I think what we should just basically agree on is it's going to have to be somewhat week by week, and that each of the owners should just circle me into a group text, and then we'll we'll basically figure it out situation by situation, but. As long as a player hasn't already played before we can have a conversation, everything should be fine. Just yeah. don't try to come back after the fact being like, oh, well, I would have done that. Just tell, just let me know on Wednesday or yeah. something. So yeah. this week, I have and Derek... And let the other owner you're playing against know first. You guys talk first and work it out because that way we avoid any conflict about yep. why it was one way for, for someone and different for the other. Just So I'm going to text Randall right now yes. after this podcast and say, hey, I got Derrick Henry in my RB1 position. They're scheduled to play Tuesday. If they don't play. If I'm... they don't end up playing, the guy I am going to replace with is Chase Edmonds on my bench. And that's 
and I think we just do that per week based on because you know the teams who are dealing with it. Generally, then, when it, as long as you make the declaration, then there's no complaints. Right, it, it just and can't be a player that's already played. Is the bottom line. Yes. So if they play Thursday, that sucks. You got to make the declaration before Thursday. Just you do guys, exactly. You have just to do make it that Thursday choice. morning or yeah, something. Exactly. But yeah. it just has to be before. Text the other owner, then loop me in. If you're having a disagreement with the other owner, just loop me in and we'll work it out. I mean, mm-hmm. it, we'll fa- we'll take a side or a rule on it mm-hmm. or whatever it is, but um, it should be pretty obvious. There shouldn't be yeah. too many yeah. issues. We shouldn't overthink it. Like no. the one yeah. that Paul did with the Melvin thing was that it didn't end up having to happen because everyone played. Well, and the, him, him and Jack worked it out. So totally. I think that's and it was the fine. main thing is text yep. the other owner first and then just let me know so that the Lug knows what's going on. What's going on. All right, cool. I, I got a I got a bail here. So. Yeah, no, yeah. I think we can wrap it up for Comishcon, Agent Double Eleven, Tyler Bagenstoss, and the Big Ticket KG Kyle George. We'll talk to you next week. Later, boys. You play to win the game. Hello, you play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.